Welcome to Jingle Jank, the show where we find offbeat and obscure Christmas music on YouTube. I'm your host, Scott, joined by my favorite co-host, Dad, Jay LaChapelle. Jay, how's it going? And happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, man. Great to be here. Happy made-up holiday that we get the spoils of. Exactly, exactly. I will take this one day where I can like, at least uh, pretty much do what I normally do, but with like slightly less guilt. Yeah, I didn't have to feed the cats this morning, so I guess that was my big uh, present for the day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I scooped the cat poop yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I still did the yard work that I had to do, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dinner will be brought to me, and that's pretty awesome. But happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We appreciate you as much as we appreciated the mothers on Mother's Day. So everybody gets their due on this show. Jay, we have a special guest today. We sure do. We're breathing some new life into the show here by doing another Who Sang It Better episode. And we have a special guest, Jack Ford from the Total Christmas Podcast. Welcome, Jack. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, We are so excited to have you here. I was talking to you before we started recording that we're learning that as Christmas podcasters, it's a little hard to get motivated in the middle of June when it's uh, super hot outside and Christmas is uh, still, you know, half a year away. I don't know if you feel the same way. It's awful. It's like I'm shouting in the darkness. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what it's like. And there's no echo or anything. It's just just me shouting like a lunatic. (laughs) The summer of our discontent. (laughs) That's it, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have Leon Day approaching this week, so it's going to be exactly six months to Christmas. And then we got Christmas in July, and then I don't know about the stores in the UK, but pretty much it's going to start picking up steam around August in certain places that we'll start seeing Christmas decorations, and I'll get super excited again. I think you're going to see a rush, too. I think think everything, at least here in the States, as life starts to get to new normal, people are going to do everything that they couldn't do last year. They're going to do this year, like exponentially harder you know everything is like we couldn't go and do black friday shopping in person last year so this year we're going to do it in person like 10 times harder so i i expect this christmas season scott and jack is going to have a level of intensity that we may have seen before yeah i've been uh, licking doorknobs all over town yeah just waiting <laughs> to get back to it <laughs> <laughs> this is living <laughs> so jay uh, I asked Jack to bring three of his favorite Christmas songs today, and Jack provided. He did. If listeners, if you, if you listen to the last episode of Who Sang It Better, the premise here is that we ask our guests to bring three of their favorite Christmas songs, not obscure ones, like super popular mainstream songs, and then Jay and I will pick an obscure version of that song, and our guest will rate who did a better job bringing the cover version. And Jay, it was very well received last time. I think so. One of my favorite episodes. So last time we had my coworker May. This time we have the hilarious Jack Ford, and I couldn't be more excited. Hilarious. Yeah. First, your podcast is my favorite Christmas podcast, and if folks aren't listening to the Total Christmas Podcast, don't say that. All the other Christmas podcasts will be like, "Oh, you said mine was the favorite Christmas podcast." No, I don't tell anybody that. I, only you. Uh, The three songs that you brought today, Jack, I'm going to introduce them now. The first one is Oh Holy Night by Andy Williams. The second song is Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes. And the third song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. Jay, these are all songs that you and I both like. I can't speak for you, but I'm I'm pretty sure you do. Yes. Absolute classics. uh, Staples. Staples, yeah. Before we get into it, though, we do have a quick bit of housekeeping. Jay, remember last time that I was uh, whining and bemoaning that nobody was emailing us and we weren't sure if anybody was listening? Yes. Well, it turns out that if you sound whiny and desperate, people will write in, which is pretty similar to my dating strategy. I sound whiny and desperate constantly on my podcast, and no one contacts me, Scott. (laughs) Well... I've got four listeners, and none of them contact me. I think it's because Jay and I both together sounded whiny and desperate. And it, it's yes. sad to see a group of middle-aged guys sad. Uh, that's that's yeah. what it is. People were taking yeah. pity on us. Yeah. I just also would like to point out that to our any of our listeners that we do have sponsorship opportunities available. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like your brand to be reflected here. Yeah, funny. Nobody wrote in with uh, sponsorship inquiries from the last time you brought this up, Jay. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll keep packing at it. <laughs> yep, yep. First bit of housekeeping, Claire Jones, one of our listeners, pointed out that we played Hall & Oates on our Yacht Rock episode, Jay. Yes. I said that we had never covered Hall and & Oates, and I was wrong. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh hold on. i got to play the obligatory. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. 
you're on. Are you stealing? Are you stealing from me again? No, you actually stole that from us because we played it before your episode. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah we're not let's not get into this again, Jay. <laughs> you yeah, I just want to after I played it. Nope, nope. Uh, our episodes actually went out in the, at the same time, and I thought, huh, did Jack steal that from us? And now you're thinking that we stole it from you, so the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Well, I need to find out what date you recorded. Yeah, you, you get right on that. We'll have our research department help you out if you need. Now, uh, Jack, Claire Jones says she's one of our UK listeners, and she loves the show. So she's from the UK, so you must know her. Yeah, right, it's a small Josie? world. Josie's been contacting you. Claire Jones... She is a delightful young girl. She's got a fantastic family. Give my love to her, please. It's great to, I haven't heard from her in so long. Wow. Scott, I just, I want to point out here that, and thank you, Claire, for the feedback. And, you know, we were not able to easily come up with that fact because as we pointed out in that episode, our episodes are not cataloged in an easily accessible database, if you will. And well, they kind of are. It's easily accessible is doing a lot of heavy lifting in what you yeah, said. Yeah, but then they, this was our sponsorship opportunity. We oh, need yeah, somebody was, to yeah. come on board to bring this thing to life so we can have like the, what, what was it, the 3D BDB or whatever from uh, Phineas J. We need, <laughs> we need a few million dollars of money to get that database going. Yeah, basically what we're saying is like this This could be like the Coca-Cola um, Jingle Jank podcast database timeout <laughs> sponsorship kind of opportunity here. I'm just saying I think Coca-Cola might be too big, but, you know, Carl's Jr. maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath. I, I still think the lady with the cat uh, shop on Etsy might might bite. So let, let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Fair enough. Fake TV critic on Twitter said that Ain't No Chimneys is one of their favorite all-time Christmas songs, so it may not have been quite as obscure as I thought, Jay, but I still love it. I still think it's great. Yeah, I mean, that goes to show just when you think you've heard everything, right? And I think uh, I think I might have made a reference that I tried to say, as, and, and as, as, I guess not polite is not the right word, without being as least offensive way possible that Ain't No Chimneys is not something that on Christmas is not something you hear typically in a suburban setting that it wasn't popular where we grew up. No, 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 it's not. It is something we've added to our playlist and, and songs we really enjoy. Yeah. And that's why doing this show, like, has like, there's more stuff that's going, I, m- more stuff that's gone into my Christmas playlist. Yep. Uh, and that's definitely one of them. Josh Allen sent us a link to an album called A Very Spidey Christmas. Nice. And said that he had come across it. I put, I'll put a link in the show notes. I, I don't know if it's uh, something that we'll cover, but you should definitely go check it out, especially if you like uh, you know, the, the Spider-Man universe, which is not really something I'm into. I think you are, Jay. Yeah, I, actually, I, I am, and my son is even more so, and uh, my teenage son, and I, that kind of... Um, uh, has kept me interested in it. And the Spider-Verse movie was one that, that I went and saw it. And for days, weeks afterwards, I don't know what it was. It really hit me. It was a real, I thought it was a great movie, something about it. You wanted to be Spider-Man is what you're saying. It, yeah, just a really good story and great art. Really great visual. And the last piece of housekeeping today is from Tony Dixon. He pointed out that on the last episode, Jay, you asked what was a good Scottish liquor. Do you remember that? Yes, <laughs> well, he has an answer for you, and he said he was yelling it into his earbuds. The answer is scotch. Yeah, yeah. A very good good call. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tony Dixon, for keeping us honest on that one. So that was yeah, that was pretty good. You guys will be shocked to know that not everything I say makes it to uh, to tape. Some of these things land on the cutting room floor sometimes, right, Scott? So that the the cutting room floor is littered with digital <laughs> yeah. effluvia. Yeah. Which reminds me, another opportunity that we have, like we could have like an outtakes, like jingle jank after dark kind of thing maybe see like a, a patreon opportunity here well the uh, can't wait for christmas podcast they do outtakes at the end and if i if we started doing that then they'll accuse us of stealing stuff and the total christmas podcast is already on our behinds about potentially stealing things so we should probably stay away from it for now you guys ready to get into the music today i am ready scott all right our first song today chosen by jack is oh holy night by Andy Williams. So I'm going to play a short clip of the main song first. You ready? Yes. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the That was Oh Holy Night by Andy Williams. Now, Jay, I think 
we can say without any dispute that that's a classic. Not only a classic, by a classic. True. Very true. I do have some notes on this one. This is from the 1963 album, the Andy Williams Christmas album. Jack, you want to tell us real quick why you chose this song or what, you know, what special meaning this song has to you that made you want to pick it? So when I was a kid, uh, we only had one Christmas album and it was this one, the Andy Williams Christmas album, which is a classic. Um, and it had a couple of carols on it. I think away in a manger, maybe uh, silent night was on there. And um, this one, and this was the only, I'd never heard this song before. It's the only place I'd heard it because it wasn't that popular back then in the UK, but I loved it. Absolutely adored this song. It was, it's, and it's probably my favorite carol as opposed to a Christmas song, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when I actually heard other versions of like White Christmas, like the Bing Crosby version and the, the version uh, of um, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, the first time I heard those, they didn't sound right to me, even though to everyone else, they're the classics. I was so used oh. to Williams versions. Yeah, the, the hear the originals didn't sound right to me. So yeah, I absolutely uh, really always liked Andy Williams, but particularly this album is my probably my favorite Christmas album, actually, yeah. Oh, that's great. I do have some info on Andy Williams from Wikipedia. Howard Andrew Williams is an American singer. He's still alive. He recorded 43 albums in his career, of which 15 were gold certified and three were platinum certified. He was also nominated for six Grammy Awards. Jay, do you know what his fav- his most famous song is? No, I don't. I was just I just had the had his Wikipedia page up too. I didn't yeah. see it. It's Moon River. Interesting. Let me play a quick clip. Moon River. Wider than a mile. I'm crossing you in style someday. There's a Moon River Theater in Branson, Missouri. It's named after this song. Now, do you remember when the Simpsons went to uh, Branson, Missouri? I do, yeah. Andy Williams! Oh, we don't need to stop here. Yes, we do! Uh, The song Moon River has sold over 100 million copies, so big, big song. Sorry, can I just... Sorry, Scott, I've got to quickly interrupt you. When you say Andy Williams is still alive, do you mean he's alive in our hearts? Because he's been dead for nine years. Oh, is he quite dead? But alive in our hearts. Oh, it does say he was an American singer. All right. Thank you, Jack, for keeping us honest on this one. He is definitely not alive. Sorry about that. All right, Jay. Well, I asked you to bring a cover version of this song, and you brought an interesting one. I'm going to play it first, and then we'll talk about it. You ready? Yeah, please. Okay. This is Oh Holy Night by Steve Maudlin. That was Oh Holy Night by Steve Maudlin. Now, Jay, I thought you just phoned in a pick here and found the worst version you could find and just fired it off to me. But it turns out that's not the case. There's actually a whole backstory to this song. Yeah, I was I was very surprised. So for our listeners, when Scott and I exchange ideas before shows, I will often pitch a number of, I usually pitch three types of songs. Songs I think have a chance of making the show. Songs I think may have a chance of making the show. And songs I know have no chance of making the show, but I'm only saying the Scott to be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So this one, I was surprised he didn't say anything on it because this is not anybody who's recognizable. And occasionally I will slip in like somebody in their bathroom singing a song and Scott will say, like, this is not a recording artist. This is not like, (laughs) this is beyond obscure. Well, (laughs) I was, and I was going to do that. I was going to chide you for this. But you didn't. (laughs) But I found this story on it. So let me read you. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to this story. 
that's uh, titled Going Viral. For years, an MP3 floated around the gospel industry of an objectively terrible rendition of O Holy Night. It was often viewed by industry insiders as the perfect example of someone who is blissfully unaware of how bad they are at singing. Part of its charm was that it sounded like it came from a cassette recorder, not a professional studio. This recording continued to spread until one day someone decided to share it with the world on YouTube where its popularity soared. The clip currently has 1.7 million views, and I think that was a couple years ago when the story was written. And then the last part says, at this point, the person behind the record was bound to be found and found he was. It turned out the, quote, artist in question was none other than Steve Maudlin, a well-known and highly respected musician and arranger in Nashville. As he explains in the video... The recording was meant to be purposely awful. It was recorded after a long day in the studio when he and his engineer, Kevin McManus, decided to have a little fun, which was put on cassette for their own amusement. It was never meant to be heard by anyone other than those two and maybe someone who needed a good laugh. So it is very funny. Jack, what did you think of this song? I adored it. I really did, actually. I did. May I ask why? Well, to begin with, when I first heard it, I sort of thought, oh, this is a bit of a cop-out. But then I read about it. That did help. And I thought, do you know what? I, I like this. I like th-. And there's every- do you know what? Not everyone's a great singer. I mean, I'm guessing this guy is a good singer and he was just doing it badly. But not everyone's a great singer. Some people do sing like this. And you know what? They should get a bit of airtime as well, I say. I liked it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty funny. Jay, you brought the song, but what did you think of it? Yeah, so, and there's there's also, he, like, he, uh, there's a bit of, like, an Andy Kaufman kind of thing to this, where he really leaned into this, I think, when it got discovered, and I don't, um, you could find it in the show notes. He, he leaned into it where he kind of did a put on that he invented the song, and that this was, he actually wrote Oh Holy Night, or something <laughs> like that, and it was, I think he, those, these were the original lyrics, or something, so, there was sort of a bit of performance art to it that I thought was was, you know, really hit on the nose. And my favorite off-brand version of this song is the Eric Cartman version because yeah. I have a sweet spot in my art for South Park, and that's just one, you know, that... <laughs> I love uh, I love that at the holidays. We I have a South Park ornament on my tree, so... That was quite good, Jay. Thank you. I was disappointed that that wasn't one of the choices because I, w- I, I would have gone with that. And I did think of it straight away. And I, do you know, I actually listened to it again today... Yeah. Version because yeah. it reminded me of it so much. I love the yeah, Cartman version. Would have been a guaranteed win. If yeah. You but that would have, it would have been, I, I thought, I felt like it would have been a veered a little bit off of our principles in terms of trying to go to the more obscure. So that's going to be the obvious yeah. sort of yeah. uh, uh, cover of that song, or if you will. Yeah. A funny cover of it. Yeah, definitely. So that was Jay's version. That was Oh Holy Night by Steve Maudlin. My pick today is Oh Holy Night by Jerry Butler. Here we go. Oh, holy night The stars are brightly shining It is the night Of the dear Savior's In sin and error pining Till he appeared And the soul felt his way A thrill of hope The weary All right, that was Oh Holy Night by Jerry Butler. Jay, do you know who Jerry Butler is? Jerry Butler sounds like somebody who was arrested for doing something in a van, you know, by a school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unlike uh, Andy Williams, I actually am certain this time that Jerry Butler is alive, so let's not besmirch his name here. Okay, my bad, my bad. From Wikipedia, Jerry Butler Jr. is an American soul singer-songwriter, producer, musician, and retired politician. Mm. He was the original lead singer of the R&B vocal group The Impressions, He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991. After leaving the group in 1960, Butler achieved over 55 Billboard pop and R&B chart hits as a solo artist. 
He was inducted into the National Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame in 2015. Jay, I thought I knew who the impressions were. I was like, oh, that's a famous Motown group. Right. I don't know any of their songs at all. So I think the name sounded familiar, but... No. Yeah, this has got that guy. What's his oh mine papa? That guy. He's, you know, <laughs> I've never heard of this guy before, but he's in twelve Hall of Fames and he's got quite a few. So, um, yeah. yeah, good, good cut. But I mean, I, I'm not sure if um, you didn't ask me my, my opinion on this version. Well, go for, can, Jay, can we have your opinion on this? Please, thank you. Now that we've dispensed <laughs> the formalities, uh, I, you know, I didn't. It was a little too. Uh, it didn't do it for me. A little too slow. A little too. You know. If you if you want that version of it, you can have Andy Williams did it better. You know, I would have like preferred to have a little bit. That's true. Um, I was really excited because I thought the impressions were were somebody that I was familiar with, and then it, after I had picked it and already downloaded this song and made the clip, I realized I didn't, and I just stayed with it. So, Jack, what did you think of Jerry Butler's version? Um, I have to echo exactly what Jay said. It's they just it's just a slower version. If you, I, you're not going to improve a song by slowing it down necessarily, sometimes mm. you might. In this case, I, it, I didn't like it. It bored me. Where's the Where's the R and B? Right, yeah. it's supposed to be an R and B. So it was a load of trolley, as you'd say. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you ready? For, are you ready for my judgment on this one? I don't have any other information on this, so we've played our two versions. I think I know which way this is going to go. Jay, I'm pretty sure you know which way this is going to go. Jack, why don't you tell us who picked the better version? I've got, I've got to tell you a story. Oh, okay. I used to be in a in a, a an act. It was we called ourselves Arthur and Jack. My friend's name's Arthur. He plays piano. I sing. Um, and we used to, and I'm, I'm also a magician, would you believe? And I would, we'd, we'd do, we'd sing, we'd do some stupid jokes, do some magic tricks. It was like a proper, almost like cabaret style act. And we had a gig. Would you call it burlesque? It wasn't quite burlesque. <laughs> okay. um, I was half naked though. Um, <laughs> Rubenesque. I, I don't want to, I don't want to know which half. Go on. I don't, I don't know if you have social clubs or working men's clubs in the US, but we have a social club next door to us. Um, which is sort of like a bar, you know, but you've got to be a member to go in. It's actually next door to my house and I had a gig there and I thought this is fantastic. If, you know, it'd be handy if I could get more gigs here because it's just next door. It's really easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Because it was next door, I didn't put a lot of effort in. We got there like 10 minutes before because I thought, oh, I've got loads of time, be fine. Our sound check was rubbish and I didn't have a monitor. Now for your listeners that don't know what a monitor is, uh, it's just so that the, the person singing can hear their own voice. So mm-hmm. they know at what pitch they're at, that sort of thing. Is that, did I describe that well enough, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not unlike what we're doing right now. I can hear myself in my, my earphones and if I can't, it messes me up completely. Right. There we go. So I didn't have a monitor. Um, and I had a lot of friends that came. So it, was, it was Christmas. It's not like about a week before Christmas. Loads of friends came to watch the show in this social club. It was packed. It was busy. It's the busiest it had been in, in possibly that year, apparently, but mainly because I had a lot of my friends there. But it went, It was loads of fun. Um, but because I didn't have a monitor, and no one told me this, apparently my singing was awful. Mm. And I think people were entertained by the magic and the jokes, but the, the music... <laughs> side of it was naff and one of the songs we sung that night and i like to occasionally like to slow it down and i like to show that i've got real singing ability was oh holy night (laughs) we always have a break halfway through our act so we do like you know like a first set of 40 minutes gap another 40 minutes and i chatted to my mates in the gap in between the 40 minutes and i was like how's it sound is it good and they're like oh yeah it's really good mate it's really good Apparently it wasn't. They were just like, just being kind. And <laughs> after, at the end of the show, one, during, during Oh Holy Night, I was having a, it just didn't feel quite right, my singing, but I didn't know because I didn't have a monitor. And apparently my mate said that there's a, you, I hold like a really long note and then it goes into like a bit of piano where Arthur, who's a fantastic pianist, did a really good piano solo. And apparently my mate overheard a guy behind him going, I hope he doesn't come back in on the same note because that won't work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did, I think, come back in on the wrong note. And at one point, Arthur actually looked at me as if to say, should we just stop the song? And we cut it. We cut it a verse early because it just, and yeah. And then, and then I don't want to tell the full story, but we never got another gig there. And it wasn't that they weren't entertained because they were entertained. They just weren't impressed. Okay, that's a funny story. I do have a follow-up question for you. What the heck does that have to do with picking the better version here? 
This is the point. <laughs> when I heard, when I heard that version, when I heard Jay's version, it reminded me of me singing "Oh Holy Night," oh, and I thought okay. that is what I sounded like. Struck a chord, as they say. Okay. Exactly, and it's like, why on earth would Jay torment me? Was he there that night? Did he know what my voice was actually like that night? I thought I'm definitely not picking this one. And then I heard the version you picked, Scott, and I've got to pick Jay's one. So there you go. Okay. Even in this case, I would pick Jay's version too. I, I, have you ever been to a restaurant and you order the wrong thing yeah. and your mate gets their food and you're like, oh, yeah. man, did I pick the wrong thing? That's exactly how I felt after I played my song today. So I got the pork and beans here. I should have gone with the cheeseburger. To be honest, though, Scott, you could have, Jay could have picked anything. Yours was horrendous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? If I always brought winners, you guys would get bored. And, and definitely check out the Eric Cartman version if you if for our listeners if for, by chance you haven't heard it. Yeah, if you haven't heard that, it's it's pretty darn good. All right, let's get into the second song. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Second song today is "Sleigh Ride" by the Ronettes. So here's the original version that Jack brought. Jay and I were talking during the, the song here, and you guys missed that. He did not know the name of this song was Sleigh Ride. Yes, I'll confess. I mean, I've heard this song my entire life. It's a it's a staple. Uh, it's, you know, I own I own a copy of it. Uh, so how that is, and I'm, I had no idea the name of the song is actually Sleigh Ride. Yeah. So. Um, this is extremely popular. I would say, Jay, in, in just a unresearched view, this is probably in the top five yeah. uh, Christmas songs for a lot of people. Maybe not by Billboard or something. Uh, I have a couple notes on it from Wikipedia. The orchestral version of this song was first recorded in 1949 by Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops Orchestra, which is absolutely wonderful. When you hear that version, once you associate it with the Boston Pops, you'll you'll know it every single time, and it's wonderful. The Ronettes recorded a cover of Sleigh Ride in 1963 for Phil Spector's album, A Christmas Gift for You. So that's where this one came from. Jack, can you tell us real quick why you chose this song or what it means to you? I just really like it. It's, it's just a really because yeah. I, I chose um, "Oh Holy Night" because it's my favorite uh, carol. I chose this one because mm-hmm. I think it's my favorite one that you can actually get up and dance to. There's a lot of Christmas songs that you can't really like that don't fill the dance floor, but I feel like this one does. Um, the only problem I've got with this version is it misses a lot of the verses. So it's, it's oh. mainly just a lot of chorus. It, it misses the giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Because um, when I sent this through... That was quite good. Thank you. You should have been there the night I ruined Oh yeah. Holy Night. It's come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- yeah, so I sent you two versions, and the other one I sent was the um, Amy Grant version, and she sings all the verses and all the courses, and I, I, I like that one because it's all there. But I thought this one was a little just a little more upbeat and popular, so I went with this one. It is, Exactly. Yeah, I prefer this version, but I like the other one because it's all there. That makes sense. All right. Jay, do you have any thoughts on this song before we go into your pick? The Ronette sound is iconic Christmas sound for me. And I think like we've talked about before, this is this 1960s era classic Christmas yeah. was the classic for our parents. A lot of what was projected on us. So it's just, you think, yeah, it's Christmas, wonderful. You think it, this version. Okay. So your pick today is from Bootsy Collins. Here we go. That was Sleigh Ride by Bootsy Collins. That was Jay's pick. This is from the 2006 album Christmas is Forever. 
I have a couple notes about Bootsy Collins. William Earl Bootsy Collins is an American singer, songwriter, and musician. He rose to prominence with James Brown in the early 1970s and then later with Parliament Funkadelic. Collins's driving bass lines and humorous vocals established him as one of the leading names in funk. He's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, inducted in 1997 with 15 other members of Parliament Funkadelic. So, Jay, they're just giving them out over there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, aren't they? Yeah, yeah you know, it, it might appear that way, but I think Bootsy Collins definitely well-deserving and uh, an outlier, so to speak, in, uh, in terms of Christmas music. So, I, you know, I'll admit... This was a how far in the other direction can I run on this one to come up with a cover that's very different and unique. Uh, so this was not actually to find this song. This is not a song I'd heard before his version of it. And there's, he's got, yeah, this was new to me too. Yeah. Yet again, found another a new album that I can add to the rotation. And yeah. There's so. an entire album from this guy and it seems awesome, but let's get into Jack's thoughts first yeah. before we taint the judges. Jack, what did you think? What, what's the rudest word I can use? Scott? Oh, I, I don't know. Most of your weird UK uh, slurs are, are not uh, swears here. So I think you can just go for whatever you think. Crap. You can say crap. Yeah, you can say crap. Rubbish. It's rubbish. It's trolley. (laughs) It's a load of pants. Is that what you say? It's six minutes long. And and to me, that was six minutes too long. (laughs) Jay, rough crowd here. I I liked this. I thought it was really fun, but I like funk music. Do you know what? And the thing is, I don't, I never want to be that negative guy that's slating things, but I just. No, no, I think it's great, especially since you hated my last song. So at at least we're getting equal time here. Yeah, that's true. This, I took a risk with this one. They can't. They can't all be winners. This was definitely a. Uh, this was flying too close to the sun, maybe. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, there's a bit in it in the middle because it's like, it's a lot of a bit of a mashup. And doesn't he say something like, "Fa la 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 funk funk funk"? <laughs> is yeah, there are two narratives in there. Yeah. He took a little liberty with the uh, the lyrics, and you're right. The song is very long, and I don't like to try to pick multiple clips. I try to pick one 60 second clip from a song, and it was hard to decide where in that six minutes to grab a slice from. And this is, you know, Bootsy Collins for our listeners. And if, if you haven't been exposed to this kind of music, it lends itself to, you know, a certain lifestyle where time is not a critical thing. You know, the speed of it <laughs> and, you know, at which it might elapse is irrelevant largely to the listener audience in funk music. So uh, yeah, a six minute version, six minutes, six hours. <laughs> Well, that's interesting you say that because it it was a six-minute version, but it felt like six hours. Yeah, exactly. See, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Jay, I'm feeling good going into my pick here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my version today that I brought of Sleigh Ride is by the band Fun. Here we go. Just hear the sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for Sleigh Ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand. Just holding your hand. We're riding along with a song of a wintry wonderland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. We're snuggled up together like the birds of a feather would be. Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for us, they ride together with you. All right, that was Sleigh Ride by Fun. This is from the 2012 compilation album called Holiday's Rule. And I absolutely love this album. If you've ever seen it, it looks like, uh, like Needlepoint. It's like a, it's a red cover with what looks like kind of white needlepoint. It has various artists on it. Let me just read real quick from Wikipedia about the band Fun. Fun is an American indie pop band based in New York City. The band was formed by Nate Roos, Andrew Dost, and Jack Antonoff. Fun released two albums, Aim and Ignite in August 2009 and Some Nights in February 2012, and I think nobody has heard much from them since then. I picked this song, well, mostly because... Fun has a very, very uh, popular song that I used to love called We Are Young, and I did bring a clip of it. So 
So that was their mega hit in 2012, and I absolutely love that song. So when I saw they brought a version of Sleigh Ride, I was uh, instantly drawn to it. Jay, let me ask you what you thought of this first. So I, I think, you know, first of all, I think it's kind of like cheating because this band is, uh, uh, you know, spot on to win after the last pick, definitely. But It's not my fault you chose poorly, yeah, buddy. Yeah, duly, duly noted. Jack, what did you think of the song? I liked it very much. Yeah, it was. I really liked it. Do you know, I, I, I love Nate Roos's voice. Uh, we, while the song was playing, we were talking that he did a song with Pink, and I really loved that one as well. It's, it's Fun's one of those bands that, you know, they they came in with this huge hit and then they faded, and it's a real shame because it's one of those bands yeah. that I wanted to do well and I wanted to keep hearing his voice. I like his voice a lot. Yeah, definitely. And the, the only thing is. I sort of felt like it could have had more of his voice in it, if that makes sense. And that was him singing, but yeah, he's got a distinctive voice, but the distinction of his voice wasn't as prominent in this song as it could have been. But I was, when I saw it on the list, I was excited to hear it. And I really liked it. Yeah. And, and also they had all the verses in it as well, which was nice. So it wasn't, you know, it was, it, it was all in there, the whole song. Yeah. There, there weren't any, no, no made up lyrics by Bootsy Collins here, right? Yeah. Phoning it in like the Ronettes there, huh? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well said. All right, so why don't you tell us who picked the better version of Sleigh Ride? And this one, the winner is Scott. Well done, Scott. All right. Jay, now the pressure's on here. We're, yeah. it's, it's all tied up here, and I really don't know which way this is going to go. This is interesting. The third song today is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. Now, as if I had to play the clip, we're going to do it anyway. Have yourself. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight All right, that was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. I have a couple notes on this song, and I actually didn't know this, Jay. Even even despite the popularity of this song, this is from a 1957 album by Frank Sinatra called A Jolly Christmas. Here's the Wikipedia information on the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is a song written in 1943 by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine, introduced by Judy Garland in the 1944 musical Meet Me in St. Louis. Frank Sinatra later recorded a version with modified lyrics. Now, the original lyrics, they are depressing. <laughs> um, I don't like that one. Jack actually said we can either do the Frank Sinatra version or the Judy Garland version. I picked this one. Okay. Here's the information that I wasn't aware of with this song. In 1957, Frank Sinatra asked Hugh Martin to revise the line, Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. He told Martin, The name of my album is A Jolly Christmas. Do you think you could jolly up that line for me? And Martin's new line was, hang a shining star upon the highest bough. Martin made several other alterations, changing from the future tense to the present, so the song's focus is a celebration of present happiness rather than the anticipation of a better future. Jack, what made you bring this song? So I think there's two types of, well, three types of Christmas songs. You've got your carols, mm -hmm. you've got the songs of, like, for partying and dancing, and then you've got your sort of lounge music, relaxing songs that you want to listen to while you're sort of in front of an open fire and just sitting down and, and chilling. And this is the song that I, is, is one of my favourites for just, you know, just relaxing and enjoying a, a, a drink and a chat, you know. Um, when Going back to the Arthur and Jack stuff, this was the song we'd, we'd start our sets with. It's just, it's a classic. And I do prefer the Frank Sinatra version. Um, I did, I thought, I, I, I swear I read somewhere that it was Frank Sinatra that changed the lyric. But obviously he just wanted to change it and he got mm. someone else to write it for him. So that's, that's interesting to learn. Well, it's from Wikipedia, so uh, it's, it's uh, not exactly a definitive source, but... Uh, I believe it. Yeah, it sounds like Frank <laughs> yeah. Sinatra. Jay, and an undisputed classic on this song as well. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I can't add much beyond what's been yeah. said. Uh, for me personally, I think it's a fantastic song. It's definitely a staple. And, you know, Sinatra is one of those kind of storied uh, classic artists that's got, in addition to being staple in the Christmas album, this guy's got some, uh, there's some history there too. Let's uh, play your version that you brought today. This is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Billy Joel and Rosie O'Donnell. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light 
That was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Billy Joel and Rosie O'Donnell. That was Jay's pick. This is from the 1999 album A Rosie Christmas. Uh, I have some information on, from Wikipedia on these artists. Roseanne O'Donnell is an American comedian, producer, actress, and author, and a television personality. She began her comedy career as a teenager and received her breakthrough on the television series Star Search. In 1984, after a series of television and film roles that introduced her to a larger audience, O'Donnell hosted her own syndicated daytime talk show, The Rosie O'Donnell Show, between 1996 and 2002, which won several daytime Emmy Awards. During that period, she developed the nickname, quote, Queen of Nice, as well as a reputation for philanthropic efforts. Now, I don't think a lot of people need an introduction to Billy Joel, but William Martin Joel is one of the best-selling music artists of all time, as well as the seventh best-selling recording artist and the fourth best-selling solo artist in the United States, with over 150 million records sold worldwide. Across the 20 years of his solo career, Joel produced 33 top 40 hits in the U.S., all of which he wrote himself, three of which peaked at the top of the Billboard Hot 100, and he's been nominated for 23 Grammy Awards. So... Incredibly popular. Jack, what did you think? Just want to commend you on some impeccable research again, Scott. You mentioned Billy Joel's, how long was it, 20-year career? Well, it's probably longer than that, I'm guessing, but that's... Yeah, 20 whole years, was it? It's 50 years, Scott. It's 50 years. He's been going for 50 years. All right, well, thank you, Mr. Wikipedia. It said 20 years in Wikipedia, so now that you're pointing it out, yeah, 20 years does seem a little short because that would have made him start in about... uh, what is it, 2001? And he obviously did not. So, you know, he was popular, you know, when we, when you and I were born. So you're right. Much, much longer than 20 years. Thank you for the clarification. I've got a curiosity though. Like, I wonder when, like, to me, my brain, I know Wikipedia is Wikipedia, but my brain kind of cracks on that. And like, how can it be that far off? And if somebody looking at, when was the last time he put out a new album? I think 20, 20- 16 or something even even he was he'd been doing it 20 years before wikipedia came out that's true i've seen him live twice oh, and, wow. Good uh, work. Uh, yeah and i've got a I've had a couple of chances once uh backstage uh i got to go backstage and hang out there and uh and sit uh, spend the whole concert by the soundboard and uh, another time on his birthday we yeah, I did see- that as well yeah 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 you know big whoop but uh, yeah yeah we, we've had a couple we had a couple of lucky chances at, at billy joel shows but I, I i wonder like if somebody was i have to look at that now that's weird that they put that in there yeah i, I don't know i i can't speak for it thanks for the clarification jack jack what did you think of this song i loved it i do you know i didn't know um, rosie o'donnell was a particularly good singer but, um, I didn't either. Yeah, she's good. She's good. I like, it was very good. I'll say this, actually. I sort of felt like she could have been in that song more because when I was listening to it, it sounds like Billy Joel's a lot at the start. There's bits of her coming in, and then at the end, it's a lot of Billy Joel. Generally, I really enjoyed it, and they did both versions. They did the um, uh, Until Then, We'll Have to Muddle Through, and also the Hanger, Shining Star Upon the Highest Bow. So, yeah. Really liked it. I had a hard time picking where in the song to grab a clip from because you're right. I wanted to capture more of the duet part, mm. but it it wasn't very easy. So that that part of it could just be on me for choosing a, a poor slice of the song. Yeah, as duets go, it's not um, it's not really sung much as a duet. It's like two people singing, if that makes sense. Yeah. That, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's long though, five ninety five minutes long. But I really yeah really liked it. So here's my version. This is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Nora Jones. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles may be out of sight. 
Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Nora Jones. This song was released by Nora Jones on her YouTube page on December 24th, 2020. From Wikipedia, Nora Jones is an American singer, songwriter, and pianist. She has won multiple awards and has sold more than 50 million records worldwide. Billboard named her the top jazz artist of the 2000s decade. She has won nine Grammy Awards and was ranked 60th on Billboard Magazine's Artist of the 2000s Decade chart. Her 2002 breakout album, Come Away With Me, reached number one in the Billboard Top 100. At the 45th Grammy Awards in 2003, Jones was nominated for eight Grammy Awards and won five. Now, I picked this song because I have a soft spot for Nora Jones. Do you guys remember her super popular breakout hit? Here, let me play a clip. Wait till I saw the sun I don't know why I didn't come Left you by the house of fun I don't know why I didn't come So that was Don't Know Why from her 2002 album. I picked this, Jack, because there was something about the video that I really liked. It is just her and her piano recorded, obviously, in her house, apartment, whatever that was. And it reminded me of the Judy Garland version. Jay, what did you think of the song? Uh, I liked it. It's, uh, I will have to say in full disclosure, I like Nora Jones. I think I respect her as an artist. I'm not, um, about her music and this was low energy compared to your version. Yeah. Well, you know what else is too? It's, it's, I'm trying not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but she, Nora Jones rise came up at a time like when, you know, in my life and in the world, things were really angsty yeah. post nine 11 and uh, this isn't my original thought. I, I learned this on a CNN documentary, but she was really, she was part and parcel very popular because a lot of people wanted like quaaludes uh, in, in the form of music. Okay. And Nora Jones was a great way in the wake of 9-11 to just shut off. And okay. Artists like Laura Jones, Jack Johnson, I heard. Uh, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I was more in the Green Day, you know, let's turn this thing upside down and burn it down uh, camp. I have a hard time detaching myself from that. When I hear Nora Jones, I'm almost like, ah, I just, you know, it just reminds me of a time. Uh, I really weird, but uh, so not my favorite choice for this song. Well, I, I'm swinging for the fences on this one. It's either going to be a strikeout or a home run. So, Jack, what did you think of this song? I really liked it. I did. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of her first album. I, I remember I was traveling around, uh, I went to Thailand and then New Zealand and I bought a bootleg copy in Thailand and I kept it with me the, the whole time um, I was traveling around New Zealand. It's the only album I had. Um, I just loved Come Away With Me. I thought it was a fantastic album. I loved her voice. I loved the whole, every song on it. It was just glorious. Um, and I've not really kept up with her since then. And it was nice to see her. And obviously this isn't going to work on the podcast, but she, when she's playing, she glances up at the camera a couple of times and she's just seems such a sweet person. Um, it felt yeah, very authentic yes, when I was watching it, it. Yeah, it did feel very authentic. The downside on this one though, is because it's not, professionally recorded it is just her yeah. in her apartment that i thought the piano sounded a little bit sort of tinny it didn't sound quite as mellow as it, it yeah it's it's not the same production quality it's not the same energy very very different versions and if you really need to watch it to kind of appreciate mm. it if you just listen to it you might miss some of that nuance yeah so why don't you tell us of the two who picked the better version well scott i just want to bring to everyone's attention that as a judge, I have spent a long time studying. You know, I, I, I had to obviously pass the bar exam. Mm -hmm. um, I, st I practiced as an attorney for many years judge to get this position as a judge. And then I had to be elected into the position. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it was, it's, this, is, this is the defining moment of my career as a high court judge. And in the case of Newman versus 
Chappelle. Drum roll, please. I find in favour of Newman. Woo! All right. I, I just, I just, I loved this version of Nora Jones on her own with the piano. It was. I got it. Yeah. I made contact on this one, Jay. Over the fence. I have to tip my hat. I have to tip my my imaginary hat, and I think this now brings us to one and one overall in the in the series. Uh, but yeah, I think definitely very good good mellow version and uh you know i'll tip my hat cool well jack we can't thank you enough for having you here today and judging it was so much fun to catch up with you like i said if you're not listening to the total christmas podcast you're doing it wrong it is so funny it is my favorite christmas podcast and i just love it and i hope you do it for many many years to come yeah probably not getting bored of it You should also check out I'm Not Complaining with Robin and Juno. That's Jack's daughters. It's a little 10-minute-a-week podcast, and if you like the innocence of, of, of youth, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it. It's pretty wonderful, Jack. And if, and if you like bad editing and lots of cars by in the background, a lot of background noise, if you like podcasts with background noise, you'll, you'll, you'll adore this one because, yeah, the car's going by, or really loud motorbikes, it seems. And I think you can like the uh, the raw quality of it. You know, the, it's the unpolished stone, really. All right. It, it's it's really great. It's crap. Is, is, is that what you're saying? It's crap. <laughs> no, no, it's wonderful, and I'm glad you do it. <laughs> uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to jinglejank.com, get links to all our social media accounts and our email address. You can see the list of all the songs we've ever covered. Jay, I think we're we're closing in on 200 real quick here. Woohoo! Yeah, pretty pretty great stuff. So, thank you for joining us, and we see we and we'll see you again in two weeks. Merry Christmas! Feliz Navidad! Merry Christmas! All music used in this episode is property of its respective copyright owner, and no infringement is intended. These clips were played under the expectation of fair use for purposes of education or commentary. You can find links to all the songs we played in the show notes. Please don't sue us. We don't make any money from this. The worst episode ever.